0: Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. May you be seated. Well, good evening and welcome to our healing service. Uh we are in the midst of Holy Week. And um Holy Week is a time for uh around the world for Christians to um devote themselves to, to prayer and and meditation on um, the last week of Jesus' life. And, and one of the ways in which um, I have uh, engaged in that this week is by um, watching uh, what has really become a spiritual practice for me, um, a, a, uh, a show um, that is fit for Holy Week. Um, it's called Kitchen Nightmares. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but uh I, it, It's perfect. For, for what we're talking about, and I'm gonna to try to explain it, and maybe it won't, it, it won't work, and um, and we'll get to the praying for the night, and that's what was gonna work anyways. Uh, but, in Kitchen Nightmares, if you've never seen it, it's, it's a show, um, I don't even know if it's still on the air, I just watched, like, old, um, reruns of it, and, uh, and it's a show with Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, the, the chef, the Michelin three Michelin star chef that um, is famous for having a, a soft demeanor about him in the kitchen. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, and what he does is he goes into these, these restaurants that are completely falling apart. Um, and the show, I believe, started in England. And um, the restaurants in England that were bad were just kind of what we would consider like a decent restaurant. And then, you know, I think the producers were like, we've got to go to America to find real um, nightmares of kitchens. And they did. And so he goes, and 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 there's a couple of things in every episode. The the show's extremely formulaic. I mean, the same thing happens in basically every episode. Um, but, But a couple of things happen. The, the first thing that happens is that, I mean, the show is invited. I mean, the, this isn't like the show is going to all these restaurants and going like, this was terrible, can we have our show here? I mean, these are, these are people that, are, that they're, they're looking at their business. And most of the time it's like, uh, you know, a business that uh, a guy, he was successful in another career, and so he had his dream of owning uh, a restaurant, and so he bought a, a little Italian restaurant in this um, in this small town, and he just doesn't know anything about how to run a restaurant, and it's gone terribly. Or or it's, it's a family business that's been passed down, um, and their grandfather came over from Italy and had these amazing recipes at, at his fingertips, and now the, the grandchildren are running it and have no clue what's going on. Right, and um, and so first, the the first thing that happens is that the the, the people recognize on the front end we've got a problem Um, uh, that that that, that something is not working that we can't um, we're not sure how much longer we can pay uh, the bills for this restaurant. But um, the the first thing that almost always occurs is um, they they never tell Gordon Ramsay what what, what's What's really the problem? Until about halfway through, I mean, for instance, um, there's always some dead animal in the cellar uh, that that, um, that that they're not going to tell him about. They're not even going to tell him that there is a cellar until he finds it. Um, the one I was watching last night, there was there was rotten vegetables that they were using for their food that he uncovered in this um, cellar, and uh, but they never present that. In in fact, they spend most of their time at the beginning of every episode trying to convince Gordon Ramsay that they actually don't need all that much help. They have invited him here to to help them in their business that's failing, and immediately, as soon as he arrives, they try to convince him, we're fine. We're fine. uh, and, and most of the first part of the episode is the interplay between him and the owners, trying to, for him trying to get the owners to admit what is really going on, uh, to admit uh, what animal is lying dead in the cellar. Uh, and there is a lot of interplay between the two of them. And there's a lot of language that we can't say in church uh, between the two of them. Um, and, and most of the time, the owners have a really difficult time doing this. And, and, and most of the time, the, the real issue that, that Gordon Ramsay gets to with the owners of the restaurant is that um, they have convinced themselves that the real problem with the restaurant, that the real problem with their current situation um, is almost always outside of themselves. Um, it, it's a problem with the economy. People aren't eating out anymore, even though they're surrounded by restaurants that are highly successful. Um, it's a problem of uh, the, their wait staff. They're lazy. It's a problem of their cook, who's their ex-husband, but they've never fired him, and he doesn't care, and um, uh, whatever. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it could be anything. It's a problem with everyone else except them. And Gordon Ramsay spends most of the time trying to get the owners, um, confronting the owners, bringing them into the present, saying, none of that is the problem. None of that is actually the problem. Now, and sure, there might be actually problems that you need to deal with, but the fact that those haven't been dealt with, the real problem with the restaurant is the person I'm looking at right now, right? It's the person, it's, it's you. It's the owner. Um, And and this is true for our lives. I mean, this is where I'm watching Kitchen Nightmares and going, I think I'm just playing out something internally for me. I mean, you know, it's true for you that that, um, a couple things. One, uh, that almost always that the issue that is at the forefront of our minds that is our issue um, is almost never the real, real issue. I would bet nine out of ten of you came into tonight with some issue on your mind. And there's some reason why you are here tonight. Um, and would you be willing to lean in a little bit to to um, someone telling you that the issue that you walked in thinking is the main problem in your life, the, the thing that you think, if I got this resolved, everything else would be fine. That, that perhaps that isn't actually the real issue. That, that, that perhaps there are dead animals in the cellar. That the, the, perhaps there are things um, within you that, you that you haven't even want, really wanted to dig into yet. The, 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 maybe, maybe it sounds just internal, but maybe you have walked into tonight and you, you know that you have an issue. I mean, you came here. You signed up for Kitchen Nightmares. You came to the healing service. And yet, um, as I'm talking, you're beginning to, to, to find yourself kind of putting up some defenses of, you know, I don't think... I think I found the wrong place. I, 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 th- I thought I needed to be here, but now that I'm here, I'm kind of wondering, this isn't really, it's not really as big a deal as I thought it was. We're like this. We're like, the, we're the people who, who, who go to therapy and we spend the, th- the first 30 minutes of an hour session trying to explain to the therapist why we don't need to be here. You know, and the therapist is like, it's your time and your money. I don't know, you know, I don't know, to tell you. We're, we're the people who, before we go to the dentist, we floss for the first time in five years. in in a desperate hope that the dentist will think we have good dental hygiene when we don't, right? That's the reason why we're going to the dentist. Um, I don't want to get too off there. Uh, Maybe you're here and and you really do believe that that your main problem is external to you. They're not in the room right now. Your main issue Um, Is someone who who isn't isn't here? Maybe they're not even in your life anymore. Maybe they were in your life 25 years ago and they they haunt you. Would you be willing to lean in a little bit to to Gordon Ramsay saying they're not the problem? They're not the real problem of your life. They might be a problem. I mean, they might be they might be an issue, but they may be the real problem of your life. Is you. Maybe the real problem of my life is me. Maybe the real problem with, you know, with, with my kids and my relationship with my kids is, is not the relationship that I learned from my parents. But it, it's me. That, that I, at some point I have to take ownership over my life. Um, that, that maybe the real problem, maybe you um, are, are so obsessed with things outside of yourself, maybe you are you are on a crusade to stop the the liberal takeover of America, or maybe you are on a on a mission to prevent the right wing you know resurgence in, uh, in in our nation, and, and you are going to stop it. And, and maybe that has maybe you just need to hear that, that has nothing to do with your actual life. When you when you go to bed at night and you are finally in bed alone, um, or in bed and and you are alone with your thoughts, that, that actually doesn't matter that it's actually become a giant distraction from, from the real problem that's plaguing you. This is humanity. This is, this is humanity as Christ found them when he came. During Passion Week, Christ said that uh, humanity had cried out for a deliverer. Deliver us. Save us. Hosanna. Save the God who saves. Save us. But save us from them. Save us from whatever external things that we think are going on. When when the people bring this paralytic to Jesus, it is shocking that the first thing that Jesus says to this paralytic, they bring a paralytic to Jesus and he says, son, your sins are forgiven. What's he doing? He's, he's, he's looking past the, the presenting issue. I mean, he's looking past the, the issue that everyone would say the real problem here is that this man is paralyzed and Jesus is looking straight past that into this boy's soul and saying, no, the, the, the real problem is that you need forgiveness. That you need to be known, that, know that, that God has forgiven you of all of your sins. And then people kind of get mad that he would be so bold as to say that he could forgive sins. And then Jesus heals him of his paralysis. Then Jesus makes him be able to walk so that, it even says, so that as a sign that Jesus can forgive sins. Uh, The second thing that happens in in Kitchen Nightmares, and and we're almost done, um, is is as Gordon Ramsay is confronting the the owners and, and trying to get them to see that that they are the problem. It's not out there. It is not um all it's not nostalgia. It's not what the restaurant used to be. I mean, how many of us live with what used to be? And we're just trying to find that again. That, that, that he's trying to get them to see right now in front of you um, the, the, the restaurant as as it is and take ownership of it, um, they begin to hate him. And they always push back. The best episodes. They they always push back. And they always end up fighting him. Um, that they, they begin to very quickly resent um, the the person who, is, who has come to them to tell them the truth. And this is the, 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 the dilemma that has been a human condition for thousands of years, where we both want someone to come and help us, we know we have a problem, but then as soon as that person shows up and begins to actually tell us what that problem is, we immediately put our defenses up. We we immediately find ourselves backing away from um, from from that kind of vulnerability of of really having to to own the fact that that um, that I'm I'm the problem. Some some of you, even as I'm talking, are finding yourself resenting me, which is fine. Um, But 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 the same thing happened with Jesus. That Jesus came uh, to a people who cried out for deliverance, and he came to tell them. your, your, your problem is not the Romans. Your problem is not the politics. Your problem is not um, even um, the, the things that you're obsessed with all the time, that your real problem, that your real problem is, is your soul and, and um, whether or not you're alive, in, in, in the, the, whether or not you're under God's judgment. That's the real problem. That's what Christ is here to address. And as he did that, as he tried to confront them, with what the real issue in front of them was, was them. We hated it. We pushed back against him. And we even went so far as to kill him. That the real irony of Holy Week is the very people who cried out for deliverance from God, when that deliverance came, rejected it and killed him. This always happens in the show. when They have this one climactic fight with Gordon Ramsay where they finally say, I want you out. I want you to leave. And they kick him out of the restaurant. And, and, and Gordon um, walks away, and as soon as he does that, almost always, as soon as he leaves, the restaurant owner almost immediately realizes. I mean, you've seen, you've probably seen this show. Immediately realizes, we just kicked out one of the best chefs in the entire world, who was just here trying to tell us how to run a restaurant, and we have no idea what we're doing. You know, they, they have this moment where they they realize we just kicked out the one person who could help us. Uh, and that, that is when they finally, in the show, they finally come to the end of themselves. That, that, more often than not, in the show, that when, that when they finally um, open up to, to, to help from the outside is when they finally realize, I'm the problem. Because I just kicked out the one guy who was trying to help me. For you, tonight... Um, I don't know what your relationship with God is like or has been like. I don't know what's going on in your life. I assume that there's something. There's something that's drawing you in here tonight. There, there's some weight that you're carrying. There's some um, burden that you are holding. There's, there's a relationship that feels um, plagued for you. Um, there, there's, a, there's an addiction that, you, that feels like it has is, is, is got you in chains. that You cannot get rid of it. Um, whatever it might be my hope for you the, what, what, the path towards healing is not by you beginning to climb some ladder um, by, by you beginning to, to learn how to some tools and tricks that you can take and you can go apply in your life um, we, we can do that both kind of practical willpower like I'm just going to go will to be better I'm going to will to, to not drink I'm going to finally decide not to drink and, and it's like, well, why are you here? I mean, that, that, you've already decided that plenty of times. Uh, we can even spiritualize that. I'm going to pray these certain uh, X number of prayers in this certain way, and then it's guaranteed to absolve, to, to fix this issue. That, that, that maybe God wants something completely different from you. That, that maybe the foolishness of Christianity, as this epistle reading said tonight, that maybe the foolishness of the cross invites you to stop. To just come to the end of yourself and realize I am the problem um, and, and that I um, cannot fix myself because I'm the problem that the only way that I could possibly make it through whatever it is that's in front of you is if I have help from the outside and I'm going to need help that's going to even persist in pass my own defenses against it i 'm going to need help that is so relentlessly for me that it moves past even my rejection of it and even me going so far as to to kill him i 'm going to need somebody that 's even willing to 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 push through that and come after me This is what Paul is saying is the foolishness of the cross that but, but that In that foolishness, that the the weakness, that in your weakness, in your willingness to to finally give up and finally open your hands and say, "I I can't do it. I got nowhere else to go. I got no other alternative. I have nothing." That that is where the strength of God enters in immediately. Almost every episode, and I'll end with this: almost every episode ends um, not with the owners kicking out Gordon Ramsay. The, the, the owners usually kick out Gordon Ramsay, and then they immediately realize they're the problem. The, the, it finally, it's like it plays out in front of them where they go, I just kicked out the, the one person who was here to help me. I'm the problem. Um, and the next day, and maybe for the sake of this week and this talk and, and this parable that I'm telling you, um, we could say three days later, Gordon Ramsay returns. And he doesn't come back by himself, but he always brings with him the full power of what Gordon Ramsay has to offer. I mean, if you've seen the show, he brings graphic designers to, to redesign the look and the brand. He brings um, architects in to re, redo the entire kitchen, the entire you know, um, dining room. He brings in his own personal chefs who work for him in these high star, Michelin star restaurants to, 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 to be a resident there and to work there for the next month. Training their chefs and how to how to cook. He designs from his own mind. He designs a new menu for this restaurant. He gives. He he comes back and he brings everything that he has to bear on this nightmare of a kitchen. For you tonight in this room, whatever you brought in. What if, um, what if tonight is just a chance for you to say, "I, I got nothing i got no more willpower. I have no more resolutions to make. Um, All I have is to fall on my knees at the mercy of God. And see. See if God does not come into this room in your heart and bring all of heaven with him. See. uh, Put him to the test in this thing. To see if he does not come to you with everything that he has, with all of the love and the grace and the compassion and the mercy and the power that he has, and does something new in your heart, you are going to be the same person. Every restaurant in Kitchen Nightmares ends with a brand new restaurant and the same owners. They maybe have a slight uh, change, but they're the same messes that they were before. But but see if he does not come in and do something new in you. Amen. At this time, there's an opportunity for us to pray for one another, uh, to see the Lord move in a powerful way, begin that renovation in your life and mine. So we invite you to come forward. I'll be right here. be in the chapel. Pray before uh, you come. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Lord, we believe and trust that promise for the sake of your uh, church, for the sake of your work and uh, your people's lives, uh, for your glory and honor and our deepest joy. Lord, for our own death and resurrection in you. We bless you now, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come what you to come. Amen.